श्रीकृष्ण चेतनिया प्रभु दयाखोरे श्रीकृष्ण
Haha swaru sanatana Ruparagunata Bata yuga Shijivaha Pravulokalata Doyakoro Shriyachaya Prabhu Shrinivas Ramachandra Sangamage Narothamadas Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jai Jai Shri Shetanya Jai Nityananda Jai Jai Shri Shetanya Jai Nityananda Jai Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Villa Jayadvita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinla Kamatyagi Krishna Bhaje Sastra Agyamani Devashi Pitra Dikhera Kabula Henrihi So this is Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Lila, chapter 22, beginning with text 140. 
If a person gives up all material desires and completely engages in the transcendental loving service of Krishna, as enjoyed in the revealed scriptures, he is never indebted to the demigods, sages, and forefathers. Purport. After birth, every man is indebted in so many ways. He is indebted to the demigods for their supplying the necessities like air, light, and water. When one takes advantage of the Vedic literatures, one becomes indebted to the great sages like Vyasadeva, Narada, Devala, Asita. One takes birth in a particular family, he becomes indebted to his forefathers. Indeed, we are even indebted to the common living entities like the cows from whom we take milk because we accept so many. Because we accept service from so many animals, we become indebted. However, if one is completely engaged in the Lord's devotional service, he is, he is absolved from all debts. This is confirmed in the following verse quoted from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Devarshi putaparinam vritinam nakinkaro nayam rini cha rajan sarvatmanaya saranam sharanyam gatomukundam parhitya kartyam kartam. One who has given up all material duties and has taken full shelter at the lotus feet of Mukunda. Who, is the, who gives shelter to all, is not indebted to the demigods, great sages, ordinary living beings, relatives, friends, mankind, or even his forefathers who have passed away. Purport, it is said, Adyapanam Brahma Yagya, Priti Yagyas to Tarpanam, Homo Deva Balabhato, by offering oblations with ghee, one satisfies the demigods. Aripanya adya panam brahmayagya. By studying the Vedas, One performs Brahma Yagya, okay, Adipanyam, and then Brahma Yagya, which satisfies the great sages. By offering Tarpana, offering libations of water to the forefathers, is called Priti Yagya. By offering tribute, one performs Bhuta Yagya. By properly receiving guests, one performs Nri Yagya. So the word titi means like time, particular time, atiti. Atiti means those who come uh, unscheduled. If you serve those who come to your home unscheduled, uh, uh, atiti bhagavad deva. Uh, those who are uh, unscheduled guests, you should treat them as God.
and then you perform the Nriyagya, the, 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 uh, the, you pay your debt to mankind. So no person is independent, especially when it comes to human beings. If you look at animals, some animals can grow without much care from an adult animal. But human beings are completely helpless. And so everything we know, everything we, you know, our ability to speak, our ability to do all kinds of things, these are all done by the mercy of others. We are mercy cases. And so there's uh, five yagyas that liquidate the five kinds of indebtedness. And so here it says the indebtedness to the demigods, the great sages, the forefathers, the living entities, and the common men. For example, we are living here in the United States and there are certain freedoms. We can freely practice Krishna consciousness and other places we may not be so free to do so. And this is due to the sacrifice of so many people in this country who have fought for the right of religious freedom. Or um, So there are many people who have fought, who have sacrificed themselves for the sake of others. So there is some debt there. There are forefathers who worked hard to make sure that their, their uh, descendants had uh, good income who came here and established themselves. So there's all kinds of debts that we have, our education, our culture, our understanding. Therefore, in the Vedic culture, one has to perform these five kind of yajyas. But here, Srila Prabhupada says, but when one takes the Sankirtan yajya, the chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra, one does not have to perform any other yajya. Not that we become neglectful, but we focus on the primary business. Understanding that we, we, would, we do not want to spend extra time performing yagyas for our forefathers when that time can be spent simply offering everything to the root of everything, Krishna himself, by the performance of Sankirtan Yagya. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, Narada Muni made a statement about the systematic performance of Bhagavat Dharma. In this connection, with many with statements previously made by the nine Yogendras before Maharaj Nimi. The sage Karabhajana Rishi explained the four incarnations of the four Yugas, and at the end of the verse he explained the position of Krishna's pure devotees and how he is absolved from all debts. Viditharmachadi Bhaje Krishna Charan Nisidha Papachale Tahakabu Nahiman. Although the pure devotee does not follow all the regulative principles of Varnashram, he worships the lotus feet of Krishna. Therefore, he naturally has no tendency to commit sin. Purport. The Varnashrama institution is planned in such a way that one will not commit sinful activities. Material existence continues due to sinful activity. When one acts sinfully in this life, he gets a suitable body for the next life. And when one acts sinfully, again acts sinfully, he takes another material body. In this way, one is continuously under the influence 
of material nature. Purusha prakriti prakriti stohi bhukte prakriti jan gunan karanam guna sangosya sarasatyoni janmashu. The living entity in material nature thus follows the ways of life enjoying the three modes of material nature. This is due to his association with that material nature. Thus he meets good and evil among various species. Excuse me one second. Due to our association with the modes of material nature, we get different types of bodies, good and bad. One cannot be liberated from the cycle of birth and death, known as the transmigration of the soul, unless one is completely freed from all sinful activities. The best process, therefore, is to take shelter to Krishna consciousness. One cannot take to Krishna consciousness without being freed from all sinful activities. That is a reference to, I believe, Bhagavad Gita 7.28. Naturally, one who is very serious about Krishna consciousness is freed from all sinful activities. Consequently, a devotee is never inclined to commit sins. If one is pressured by the law or obligations to give up sinful activity, one cannot do so. However, if one takes to Krishna consciousness, he can very easily give up all sinful activity. This is confirmed herein. Agyaneva hadi yadi papa upatishta krishna tane sunakare nakare pradyishta pradyashishta pradyashchitta If, however, a devotee accidentally becomes involved in sinful activity, Krishna purifies him. He does not have to undergo the regulative form of atonement. Purport, Krishna purifies from within as the Chaitra Guru, the spiritual master, within the heart. This is described in the following verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Swapadamulam bhajata priyasya chaktanya bhavasya hari paresha vikarmayachchopitatam katanchit one who has given up everything and has taken shelter at the lotus feet of Hari, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is very dear to Krishna. If he is involved in some sinful activity by accident, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is situated within everyone's heart, removes his sins without difficulty. Yanabaragyadi Bhaktira Kabu Naheang Ahimsa Yamani Yamadi Bhule Krishna Bhakta Sang. The path of speculative knowledge, Gyan, and Vairagya, renunciation, is not essential for devotional service. Indeed, good qualities such as Ahimsa, nonviolence, Yama, control of the mind and senses, automatically accompany the devotee of Lord Krishna. Sometimes a neophyte devotee or ordinary person thinks highly of speculative knowledge, 
jnana, austerity, penance, penances, and renunciation, thinking them the only path for advancement in devotional service. Actually, this is not a fact. The path of knowledge, jnana, mystic yoga, and renunciation has nothing to do with the pure soul. When one is temporarily in the material world, such processes may help a little, but they are not necessary for a pure devotee of Krishna. In the material world, such activities end in material enjoyment or merging into the effulgence of the Supreme. They have nothing to do with the eternal loving service of the Lord. If one abandons speculative knowledge and simply engages in a engages in devotional service, he has attained his perfection. The devotee has no need for speculative knowledge, pious activities, or mystic yoga. All these are automatically present when one renders the Lord transcendental loving service. Dasman madbhakti yugas yuktasya yogino vai madapanaha Nagyanam nacha vairagam prayasreyo bhavadiha. For one who is fully engaged in my devotional service and whose mind is fixed upon me in bhakti yoga, the path of speculative knowledge, jnana and dry renunciation, vairagyam, is not very beneficial. Purport. The path of devotional service is always independent of other activity. The path of speculative knowledge and mystic yoga may be a little beneficial at the beginning, but it cannot be considered part of devotional service. In this verse, Srimad Bhagavatam 11.20.31 was spoken by Lord Krishna when he was speaking to Uddhava before his departure from this material world. These are important instructions given by Lord Krishna. Uddhava asked the Lord about two kinds of instructions given in the Vedas. One instruction is called Praviti Marga, and the other is called Nivriti Marga. These are directions for enjoying the material world according to the regulative principles and then giving up the material world for higher spiritual understanding. Sometimes one does not know whether to practice the speculative knowledge and mystic yoga for advancement in spiritual knowledge. Krishna explains to Uddhava that the mechanical process of speculative knowledge and yoga is not necessary for advancing in devotional service. Devotional service is completely spiritual. It has nothing to do with material things. It is awakened by hearing and chanting in the association of devotees. Because devotional service is always transcendental, has nothing to do with material activity. O hunter, good qualities like non-violence, which you have developed, are not very astonishing. 
For those who are engaged in the Lord's devotional service are never inclined to give pain to others because of envy. Purport. So we'll read that once more. O hunter, good qualities like nonviolence, which you have developed, are not very astonishing. For those who are engaged in the Lord's devotional service are never inclined to give pain to others because of envy. This is a quotation from the Skanda Purana. It was spoken by Narada Muni to the reform hunter Mrigahari. Vyadi bhakti sadane lakun viraran Raguna bhakti lakhan sunya sanatan My dear Sanatana, I have now in detail described devotional service according to the regulative principles. Now hear from me about the spontaneous devotional service and it is and its characteristics. So this this part will continue next week. This is Shishishanya uh, Mahaprabhu explaining Raganuga Bhakti to Sanatan Goswami. And I'll just read some of my reading quota. This is from Bhagavad Gita. Shri Bhagavan Vacha Antate Kati Shami Divya Hyatma Vibhutayaha Padanyata Kurusheshta Nastananto Visarastade That's the right part. Yes. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Yes, I'll tell you of my splendorous manifestations, but only of those which are prominent, O Arjuna, for my opulence is, opulence is limitless. Purport. It is not possible to comprehend the greatness of Krishna and his opulences. The senses of the individual soul are limited and do not permit him to understand the totality of Krishna's affairs. Still, the devotees try to understand Krishna, but not on the principle that they will be able to understand Krishna fully at any specific time or in any state of life. Rather, the very topics of Krishna are so relishable that they appear to the devotees as nectar. Thus, the devotees enjoy them, in assessing Krishna's opulences and his diverse energies, the pure devotees take transcendental pleasure. Therefore, they want to hear and discuss them. Krishna knows that the living entities do not understand the extent of his opulences. He therefore agrees to state only principal manifestations of his different energies. The words, Pradanyataha, principle, is very important because we can understand only a few of the principal details of the Supreme Lord, for his features are unlimited. 
And it's not possible to understand them all. And the and vibhuti, as used in this verse, refers to opulences by which she controls the whole manifestation. In the Amar Krosha Dictionary, it is stated vibhuti indicates an exceptional opulence. The impersonals, or pantheists, cannot understand the ex- exceptional opulences of the Supreme Lord, nor the manifestation of His divine energies. Both in the material world and in the spiritual world, His energies are distributed in every variety of manifestation. Now Krishna is describing what can directly be directly perceived by the common man. This part of His variegated energy is described in this way. Text 20. I am the super soul, O Arjuna, seated in the hearts of all living entities. I am the beginning, middle, and end of all beings. In this verse, Arjuna is addressed as Gudakesha, which means one who has conquered the darkness of sleep. For those who are sleeping in the darkness of ignorance, it is not possible to understand how the Supreme Personality of God had manifests Himself in various ways in the material and spiritual worlds. Thus, this address by Krishna to Arjuna is significant. Because Arjuna is above such darkness, the Personality of God had agrees to describe His various opulences. Krishna informs Arjuna that he is the soul of the entire cosmic manifestation by the dint of his primary expansion. Before the material creation, the Supreme Lord, by his plenary expansion, accepts the Purusha incarnation, and from him everything begins. He is therefore Atma, the soul of the the Mahatattva, the universal elements. The total material energy is not the cause of creation. Actually, Mahavishnu enters the Mahatattva, the total material energy. He is the soul. When Mahavishnu enters the, the material manifested universes, he again manifests himself as a super soul in each, every living, each and every living entity. We have experienced that the personal body of a living entity exists due to the presence of the spiritual spark. Without, without the existence of the spiritual spark, the body cannot develop. Similarly, the material manifestation cannot develop unless the Supreme Soul, Krishna, enters. As stated in the Subhal Upanishad, Prakatiyadi antar yabi sarvasheshi the Supreme Personality of God is existing as a super soul in all manifested universes. The three Purusha avatars are described in the Srimad Bhagavatam. They're also described in the Narada Pantraratra. One of these, one of the Satvatantras, Vishnu tu trini rupani purushokyani atoviduhu. The Supreme Personality of Godhead manifests three features as Karana Dakshayi Vishnu, Gabra Dakshayi Vishnu, and Shura Dakshayi Vishnu in the material manifestation. The Mahavishnu or the Karana Dakshayi Vishnu is described in the Brahma Samhita 
ಯಕ್ಕಾಣವಲೆ ಜಲೆ ಭಜತಿ ಸ್ಮ ಯೋಗ ನೀದ್ರಂ the supreme lord krishna the cause of all causes lies down in the cosmic ocean as mahavishnu therefore the supreme personality of godhead is the beginning of the universe the maintainer of the universe manifestations and the end of all energy now we'll read one second This is uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, 12th Canto, 4th Chapter, Text 36. These are commentaries by Vishnu Chakravati Thakur. Kalashrota, we'll just read the translation. The various states of bodies of the living entities, which are quickly destroyed by the force of the flow of time, are indications of continual birth and death. this is this chapter talks about various destructions uh destruction of the universe the destruction of ignorance and here it's talking about the continual destruction of the body and if you look at the body every at every single moment there's a cell dying the cause is, is explained haranyamanasya should be haranyamanam the various states of the bodies of living entities such as balya bagonda etc are quickly destroyed by the force of the flow of time are indications of continual birth and death <laughs> the bodies and other objects are at every moment born and dying because of these various conditions of their bodies they are compared to flames so flame is every moment it is being born and it is dying text 37 these stages of existence created by the beginningless and endless time which is a representative of the supreme lord are not visible just as the infinitesimal changes of the positions of the planets in the sky cannot be directly seen if these states are there at every moment why are they not seen the argument in question is without proof the states of birth and death caused by time without beginning and end are not seen just as the movements of the planets in the sky are not seen just as one may infer the movements of the planets at every moment so to attain a different visible position one must infer the subtle changes of between the stages of infancy and youth which are visible thus the argument is not without proof so as we mentioned the, the cells within the body you cannot directly see how your cells are dying off and being created you may observe maybe one cell but you cannot see when this it's just complete direct perception similarly we may not uh we may put a telescope at the sky and we may be see at that moment see the movement of the uh the stars the of the planets um the stars within the heavens we may see some kind of movement but uh, with our direct perception with our naked eye we do not see any type of movement 
but both of these things are, are we know are true because if you go back you know, six hours later, you'll see that there's some movement in the sky, especially when it comes to and there, the stars may move very slowly, but you can look at the moon. You cannot usually directly see movement, maybe when it's right on the horizon, but not when it's in the sky. Same thing with the sun. But when you see, uh, you just wait a moment, you'll see that it's moved. So similarly, it is saying that this statement is not without proof. Text number 38. In this way, the progress of time is described in terms of the four kinds of annihilation. Continual, the bodies. Occasional, the night of Brahma. Elemental, the destruction of the universe at the end of Brahma's life. And final, liberation. That's the, the spiritual destruction of the disconnection with us from matter. So that's a summary there of the topics of this chapter. Text number 39. Abyss of the Kurus. I've related all, related to you all these narrations of the pastimes of Lord Narayan, the creator of the world and the abode of the living entities. In a brief summary, even Lord Brahma himself is incapable of describing them entirely. So the topics of Lord are just summarized. Text number 40. For a person who is suffering from the fire of countless miseries, even for persons who have desired to cross the insurmountable ocean of material existence, there is no suitable boat except cultivating the nectar of the narrations of the Supreme Lord's pastimes. The topics of the Lord are the life-sustaining medicine for all types of devotees, even for those desiring liberation. Even, even for even those who desire liberation cannot achieve liberation without these topics. That is described in this verse. Or this is the answer to the question you've asked in the beginning: What should a dying person do? Other than food, there is nothing that can satisfy intolerable hunger. There is no other means for crossing material existence, such as jnana. That would be like giving a garland and sandalwood person to a, a person suffering from hunger. This will be explained later. You should not accept jnana, by which I cover the great secret of bhakti, as the recommended process. Rasa in this verse means the sweetness produced by the topics of the Lord's pastimes. One should not prescribe any other medicine except for this nectar, for persons suffering from the great fire of material life. So this is the prescription. And no other prescription should be given for someone who is suffering in the great fire of material life. And that prescription is the kata of the Lord. So then we will read text 42 of the 10th chapter. Bhagavad Gita. Text 
अथवा बहुनायतेन किं ज्ञातेन अथवा अर्जुन Well, what need is there, Arjuna, for all this detailed knowledge? With a single fragment of myself, I pervade and support this entire universe. Purport. The Supreme Lord is represented throughout the entire material universes by His entering into all things as the Super Soul. The Lord here tells Arjuna that there is no point in understanding how these things exist in their separate opulence or grandeur. He should know that all things are existing to do Krishna's entering them as super soul. From Brahma, the gigantic living entity, down to the smallest ends, all are existing because the Lord has entered each and all of them and all and is sustaining them. There is a mission that regularly propounds that worship of any demigod will really will lead one to the supreme personality of godhead or the supreme goal. But worship of the demigods is not is thoroughly discouraged herein because even greatest demigods like Brahma and Shiva represent only part of the opulence of the supreme lord. He is the origin of everyone born and no one is greater than him he is asamorva which means no one is superior to him and that no one is equal to him in the padma purana it is said that one who considers the supreme lord krishna in the same category with the demigods be there be they even brahma or shiva becomes at once an atheist however with one however If one thoroughly studies the different descriptions of the opulences and expansions of Krishna's energy, then one can understand that without a doubt, the position of Sri Krishna and can fix his mind on the worship of Krishna without deviation. The Lord is all-pervading by the expansions of his personal representation, the super soul, who enters everything that is. Pure devotees therefore concentrate their minds in Krishna consciousness in full devotional service. Therefore, they can always be situated in the transcendental position. Devotional service and worship of Krishna are very clearly indicated in this chapter in verses 8 through 11. That is the way of pure devotional service, how one can attain the highest perfection of association with the Supreme Personality of Godhead has been thoroughly explained in this chapter. Srila Balade Vidyabhushana, the great Acharya in the Disciplic Succession of Krishna, concludes in his commentary on this chapter by saying, Yachchaktarle shat surida bhavanti ati ugrakte jasa yad amshayena dhrida vishvam sa krishna da shame archate. From Krishna's potent energy, even the powerful sun gets its power. And by Krishna's powerful, partial expansion, the whole world is maintained. therefore krishna is worshipable so we will also look at the uh paladev's commentary on that verse valadevi bhushan and krishna chakravarti takur's uh commentary verse
Okay, so, but what is, what use of knowing all these individual vibhutis, Arjuna? Please understand, by one portion of myself, just by one portion, I'm firmly establishing, established in this universe. Commentary. Have explained, having explained the vibhutis individually, the Lord now speaks of them as a whole. What is the necessity for you to, uh, for you of this knowledge of the vibhutis which have been taught one by one, Bahuna, Arjuna. I remain firmly fixed within all the universes headed by Shiva and Brahma, which are composed of matter and jivas. Since I created them by my power of creation and contain them by my power of containment. And so that it says, uh, verses, it says everything is in me and then I am in everything. Pervade them by my power of pervasion. I'm in everything. And maintain them by my powers of maintenance. By just one of my parts. The three purushas as the antayamis of prakriti. Samasti jiva and vyasti jiva. It should be understood that creation, containment, pervasion and maintenance are all my vibhutis. Since I pervade everything, a wonderful, powerful object should be understood as my vibhutis. And then here at the end it says, by Krishna's energy the uni- alone, the universe is maintained, and by a small particle of energy, the sun derives its intense heat, and all other uh, objects possess their powers. This Krishna is worshipped in the 10th chapter. And then this one is by Vishnu Chakravati Thakur. But what is the use of all this knowledge, Arjuna? Please understand that just by one portion of myself, I'm firmly established in this universe. Knowing that the results that come from these many separate pieces of knowledge, know the results that come from these many separate pieces of knowledge, by one portion alone, by the Paramatma in human form, fixing myself, Vishtabhyam, in this world, the world which I've created, supporting this created world, by being its basis, superintending the world by being its ruler, controlling this world by being its controller, pervading this world by being pervasive, and creating this world by being its cause, I remain here. Everything in this universe is Krishna alone. Thus, he, he is thus worthy of service. One whose intelligence given by, by one's intelligence given by that realization, one should taste his sweetness. This has been explained in this chapter. Here ends the commentary on the 10th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita for the pleasure of the devotee's mind and by the mercy of the Acharyas. Okay, we'll stop here. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhagavad Gita and Sri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.